I have to put a little disclaimer warning first. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast, but we are going to be discussing pig semen. And so I'll try and contain myself. I'll try and keep the jokes to a minimum. We're here at the beating heart of independent Nebraska journalism, honored to be at the offices of Flatwater Free Press. We're here with Matthew Hansen. What's the title officially? Editor. Editor. It's pretty easy. Yes. Leader, shaper of minds, journalist, yeah. great man, a friend of mine for a long time. We go way back at the Daily Nebraska and the glory days. And I've linked to it in the newsletter. If you haven't had a chance to check out Flatwater Free Press series on Governor Pillen called Pigs and Power. It's now into part two. Part one came out two weeks ago, and it's an incredible look. And we're going to discuss the part one here today. We'll have a future episode with part two. We'll also be discussing some other things that Flatwater's got going on. Matthew, honored to have you. Tell us a bit about how this series came to be and, and develop. It's a pretty substantive look at Pillen's agriculture operations. Yeah, I think it originates from a pretty obvious question, which is, who is Jim Pillen? There aren't too many times, I think, when somebody becomes the governor of a state and he's talked to residents of that state after the election, and people just simply didn't know very much about who he is or what he's done. That's not a knock on him, by the way. It's just, it's an interesting spot for journalism to enter, to basically try to answer that question, who is Jim Pillen, how has he made his money? What has he done in his life and career up to the point where he became Nebraska's governor? So we set out to answer that question. It's honestly almost startling how much information is in there. One of my things with Pillen, he doesn't wear a tie ever. It's a whole <laughs> other investigative Is that a series. negative? <laughs> I, to me, I think the governor <laughs> should wear a tie. I guess I'm old-fashioned. But and a bigger, that's a bit of a joke, but a bigger portion is he has a bit of an aw shucks demeanor. You're not feeling like you're being overwhelmed by a slick communicator. I guess that's probably part of his appeal and charm to people who voted for him. But you have to say the man built uh, quite an operation. Uh, that was almost my biggest surprise. And this is a serious businessman, yeah. at the least. Yeah, and it really is an incredible business success story. You're talking about an almost completely self-made man who started as a small pig farmer with his dad and then grew the biggest pork operation in the state of Nebraska, vertically integrated from, as you mentioned, what can more delicately be called pig genetics, yeah. to bacon. So, yeah, I agree about the kind of de demeanor. It's a farmer's demeanor in some way, and I, I don't think it's an act, by the way. But it can obscure the point that this guy is quite possibly America's biggest ever big ag governor, and that's yeah. pretty interesting. It is. And again, you hear Pillen Family Farms. I think the general public had an understanding of that's where he came from. But this is so much more complex. I didn't know if this came from a family thing. It's called Family Farms. If his dad did it before his dad and it goes back generations, really the significant portion is, is de developed, what, in the last 15, 20 years? He's gone to being not just a major Nebraska ag power, but a nationwide. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. He's head of a, a, a pork empire that, yeah. that is the biggest in the state of Nebraska and the 15th largest in the United States. And, and figuring out smart ways along the way about how to 
build this company even though there was initial legislation in Nebraska that made it harder to build a big corporate farm or big corporate ag operation for better or worse. Tell us about Mr. Sand and that relationship that I think you would say is where Pillen started stepping into the big time. Chuck Sand is this legendary figure inside of Nebraska agriculture, specifically hogs. And Nebraska had this law on the books. It was a big deal back in the day, basically an anti-corporate ag law called Initiative 300. And Chuck Sand figured out a way around it. He figured out how to farm out, basically make sure that he didn't own all of any part of, of any of his operations. And then essentially we own part of each operation. Then they paid his management company, which he owned, to manage them and Pillen followed in his footsteps. And Chuck and Jim Pillen became business associates and presumably friends, or at least friendly. Yeah. So he definitely learned, it appears that he learned how to do this from Chuck Sam. And then that didn't last and ended in legal actions. Yeah, as and all friendships do, it ended in court. <laughs> yes. Accusations and counter accusations about stealing employees or poaching employees and other things. And Chuck ended up, or his company ended up in bankruptcy. We don't really know how he felt about it beyond the lawsuit. Yeah. But the, the <laughs> that's their a country com- song if I, title <laughs> if I've ever heard it. The the <laughs> companies went in wildly different directions. Yeah. Pivotal uh, moment for both of them. Yeah. So far, and I mean, big in the ag circle world, a massive story. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Pillen, well, Pillens, which became Pillen Family Farms, continued to ascend. And. For those interested, they have published a response. Obviously, you tried to get comment from the governor, and you ended up hearing from his daughter, who is now a CEO or leader of the operation. And you can read that for yourself. They've posted that at flatwaterfreepress.org as part of the series. Have you got any response from people in state government or senators or anyone who've, who've taken notice of this yet, or it's still too early to, to say? Uh, people are definitely noticing. Silence thus far from um, Governor Pillen and his staff. And, and honestly, that's too bad yeah. in my view. Part of this first story is really about his incredible rise. So you'd want to talk to the person who's at the center of that. And in the second story, there are examples in both cases where his involvement or his staff's involvement or the executives at Pillen Family Farms involvement would have allowed us to tell this story more holistically. And I think it's, to be quite honest, is to his detriment and to Pillen Family Farms' detriment that they didn't participate. How many parts are there going to be of this series? Do you know yet? (laughs) I don't. I know there are going to be three. Like you said, we've released two. We just released story two. But we wanted to keep it open-ended in part because we don't really know what this is going to shake out or what else our reporters uh, are going to find. The reporters on this story are really incredible. And our our reporter on it is named Yinchi Shu, and she's done some of the best investigative stuff that has been done in Nebraska since I've been around. And I've been around a while at this point. So in a short uh, amount of time, she's just done some really incredible stuff. Yeah, like we said, this is part one, just combing through the legal machinations and figuring out these different companies. He's making money off the manure of every part of the hog. Bacon, what did you say? Two out of three strips of bacon. Yeah, two out of five. Two out of five originate from Pillen. He's the first step before it gets to a Tyson or a Smithfield. 
there's a whole thing about the South Dakota end of, of the operation that, that was very interesting, too. So it's not even just in Nebraska. It's a multi-state operation. Yeah, and one, one of the really smart things he did that happened, it was approved the same night he became governor, and the story gets into this more, but it's an end run around Tyson. It's yeah. an end run around the giant meatpacking corporations because that's the last step in the process that isn't controlled by people, big hog operations like the Jim Pillen. So it's a power play. And like I said, a, a, seems like a genius business move. Certainly one that was controversial both inside the industry and in Sioux Falls where they built this plant. We're going to do a separate episode we'll release later on about part two. The first part, the point, is to look at it from Jen Pillen's point of view and the business point of view. And then we're going to try to go around, take that 360-degree look at everyone it affects in different kinds of ways. So I'm very excited to see how it develops. Executive Director Matt Wynn wrote a great editorial note about the series and notes that it's not a partisan hit piece by any means. It's really a serious exploration of his business background and what his company has done and how he's done it. I think we all knew that he was a pretty big Nebraska businessman, but we didn't know that he was the biggest number one in the state, 15th in the country. The thing that surprised me, it, it did take me back a little bit just to consider the idea, which I had not considered before, that he now oversees the state agencies that oversee Pill and Family Farms, right? And how the conflicts that are inherent there, either perceived or real, and, and how to navigate that as a governor or government apparatus or a state, that's a thing I hadn't thought about before starting to edit this series. So we'll be back with part two, Matthew Hansen. Thank you so much. Look forward to hearing about part two coming up soon. Thanks.